Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today I'm here with Greg Berezovsky. Greg is the founder and CEO of Napoleon Cat, a social media management tool with a client base in over 60 countries. He has 20 plus years of experience in digital marketing. He's founded a marketing agency and a few SaaS platforms, obviously Napoleon Cat and Cadvertisers and Cheese Cat. Today, we're going to talk about how to build remote teams and how to keep morale high. Very excited for this chat. Let's get started. Greg, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Uh, great. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. I ask every single one of my guests to tell me a bit more about their story. What made you become an entrepreneur, Greg? Uh, well, that's a great question. And uh, actually, I, I, I've been reflecting on the, the question of the entrepreneurship uh, recently, because um, I also do some, uh, you know, academic lecturing on entrepreneurship and one person asked me about my what what is being uh, what does being an entrepreneur mean and how do you become an entrepreneur and uh, well based on my personal experience I can only say that um, you are born an entrepreneur and as far as I can remember I guess I, I've had this entrepreneurial spirit for uh, my whole life. My first business was, uh, I guess, when I was five or six. Um, I have uh, an older brother. He's one year older than I am. And so we had this idea that we would start, that we would sell, um, you know, paper hats, to our uh, to our friends so uh, uh, my my brother was making those uh, hats out of uh, old newspapers and I was selling them and uh, so that was my I guess my first business at the age at the age of five or, or, or six and as far as I can remember I always had those uh, you no know, ideas to do things, build stuff, and uh, try to make money uh, doing it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so so uh, that's that was the beginning of my of my entrepreneurial journey. And you know, my father was an entrepreneur, uh, so I guess I also learned from him a bit, or at least I 
I saw that, you know, running your own business is uh, nothing really scary or unusual. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are other ways to uh, to make a living other than, you know, just uh, being hired by a, a, another company and you can build something uh, on your own. That's that's very cool. I get this answer a lot about people being entrepreneurial from when they were young. I never had a, like my family, they're both employees. They worked for the same company as later for 40 years. And, uh, but, but when I was young, I remember my parents always telling me, like we went, I remember this trip we had to Miami and there were, um, I think it was just like stationary that we didn't have where I lived. And I was like, what I want to do now is just buy all this stuff and then bring it back to school and sell it for double the price that I bought it. <laughs> remember my parents that were employees, good for, you know, good for them. I'm not saying that it was their fault, but mentally, like they were not on the same kind of, and they said, you know, like you're trying to scam your friends, like just buy them presents. And now, and, and, and I remember after I opened my business, I told my parents, I was like, hey, you stopped me from becoming, you know, <laughs> the, the next Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> because you know that that really should be like that should be actually recognized when you're very young and you and you have those types of ideas they should definitely be uh you know like you, you i would not say that you need to open a business right away when you're five years old obviously but if you have those ideas like try to get them as far as you can with your kids and i think that's the most important thing um I want to know about your current business, Greg. So you're running, uh, you you had several businesses actually, uh, but the latest one that you are currently working on is Napoleon Cat. Um, can you tell us more yeah. about that? Yeah, sure. Um, Napoleon Cat is a, a social media management uh, platform. So basically it's a SaaS subscription-based business. Uh, we build uh, um an app that is used by other businesses to manage their presence across different social media platforms um, and uh, build engagement with their current and future customers and also provide uh, customer support through those social media channels. So, uh, yeah, you could say it's a typical SaaS, B2B SaaS, uh, SaaS business. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so my listeners at home, like I said before, I press the record button. They are scaling their, you know, remote operations. Whether they are doing SaaS or they're consultants, they need to learn uh, how to hire, manage their team members uh, in a remote fashion. And so, let's take like take us back to when you were building your your business and you had to getting your first hires. Let's say you were getting your first people on your business on board. So first off, how do you recognize which roles you start hiring for? And mm -hmm. then um, where do you look for them? Are you looking for them fairly local, let's say in your own country, or are you the type of person that wants to tap into, you know, the global work, uh, you know, job market? Yeah. Um, as I've already mentioned, uh, my business is like strictly technical. I mean, we are building a, a, a digital product and applications. And since I am not at all technical and I only had this, you know, idea about the, the app that would help people 
you know, be more effective and uh, make their uh, work more more efficient. So I needed to hire the tech people that can actually build something and not only you know talk about something. So those my those were my my first hires. Uh, but funny you mentioned um, you know the remote. Uh, organization because uh, we first started and like we started 10 years ago as a um, as an on-site business meaning like we are located in I am located in Warsaw Poland and mm -hmm. originally my entire team was also located in in Poland we had an office uh, which grew uh, together with uh, with our team and we only went remote uh, due to the COVID pandemics in, yeah. in 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, it, yeah at, at that time we had a, a, a very nice office uh, where uh, we were 20 something at that time uh, and all the people worked in, in the same office. They were all uh, located in, in Warsaw and uh, you know uh, just like that we all had to go remote uh, because of the of the lockdown so it was it was quite a um, a shocker for us mm. <laughs> um, you know uh, from the cultural pers perspective from the, the communication perspective because we were we were not really prepared for that and you know when you have um, a team of 20 people that are all sitting in the same almost in the same room the whole day listening to what other people are uh you know talking about you have you know the sales people people um overhearing the tech people uh, talk, talking about you know bugs and features you have the tech people overhearing calls with their customers yeah. um you know that's the a whole different story the, the whole different you know uh, kind of communication you don't have to you know teach people uh, that much about your business because you know uh, they learn by you know listening to to others and everybody knows almost everything and you know all of a the sudden they all disperse and uh, you have to create a, a totally new ways of communication, ways of, you know, uh, learn, teaching new people about, uh, about your company, about your product, coming up with, uh, you know, uh, how to or what to communicate to, to whom, etc. And um, I must say it was a bit challenging um, to the extent that uh, actually uh, after three years uh, of those 20 something people that we had in uh, in our team back then uh, there are only four people left right now in our in our team we are uh, we're almost 50 right now yeah. and uh, uh, yeah besides myself and my uh, my COO, my my partner. There are two other people that uh, wow. uh, that still remember the times before <laughs> uh, yeah. before COVID and, and before we went remote. So 
what I'm trying to say is that, uh, um, yeah, those are two totally different, uh, you know, cultures and uh, ways to to run your business uh, on site versus uh, remote. And uh, there are also people that um, can be great team players when they are sitting in the office. Yeah, but they might not you know, uh, be as effective, as comfortable with uh, uh, with your remote organization. So when you hire people for the remote organization, you have to make sure that uh, they feel comfortable with uh, this kind of, uh, yeah. uh, w- with this kind of job. Yes. Uh, so uh-huh. that's 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 why one thing and one learning that uh, yeah. I took from you know going fully remote, yes, uh, just uh, just like that makes total sense. There's a couple of very important takeaways from what you just said. The first one is that if you have an experience uh, with an office, like if you have working experience in an office, you understand what it means to have a cohesive team. I personally went fully remote from day one, but I had the fortune of work and like to work for a huge company, 30,000 employees in Canada. We had an office, just one room fit 150 people. And just like you said, you have people overhearing each other. There's different meetings going on, glass doors. You can see inside. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah. I always say to my team members, if you don't have money to go for an MBA, just go and work for a big company and and, and kind of assimilate as much information yeah. as possible. Keep all the paperwork that they give you, all the quizzes, all the things that you get, all the meetings. Just make sure that you remember everything because you really understand what it takes to run I, I like a two, four or $5 billion business. But that aside, you don't need, again, to work for someone if you already had the experience building your own business in an office. And so that's number one. It's very, very important. I know a lot of people use our consulting services because they try to build these remote teams from day one, but they mm-hmm. can't get that culture set up correctly in a remote fashion first. And so, like you said, that's very, very important. The second thing, and I actually wrote it in my book, um, some people are great team members when they're in the office because they need that accountability. They need to know that if they get to work late or if they're not on the ball, people can see them. And so that's their main motivator, making sure that they look good physically, mentally, and they're around when they're around people. But then you take the same individual and you put them in a remote setting Maybe to live alone in a house. I remember one of my employees uh, was actually a former team member in my business, that uh, the, the business that I used mm-hmm. to work at. Like I said, the, the big company. And so I hired him. I was like, he's a great, he's a great employee, but he lived alone outside the city in a very small apartment. And so when he had to leave the house to go to the big office, he was always getting ready in the morning, taking, you know, the streetcar to go to, to, to work and, and kind of 
that during that process, he was just fired up and he was around 150 people. When he started working alone from his bachelor apartment by himself day after day after day, he came to me once after not even two months. He said, you know, I cannot do this. I'm sorry. Like I thought that I was going to have more flexibility and the fact that I didn't have to, you know, wake up early and, you know, like get into traffic and commute. He said, I actually found out that I really love that. <laughs> and so just like he didn't even know that he was not going to be a good fit for remote work, we also don't really know what team members are going to 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 be good at but going from an office space to a remote setting. There's something Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I ask another question. There's something to be said now after COVID, it's been a long time. Some of my uh, guests on my podcast said that now they hire only people that have had successful previous remote work experience because now it's 2023, right? So people have already worked for a couple of years, like three, four years remotely. And so if someone has worked remotely and they have a proven track record of being able to work remotely, now is the time to hire those individuals. Um, I had a question regarding the way that you run your team now. Is your team synchronous or asynchronous? Do you guys have meetings constantly, um, you keep in touch, or now you have people located all over the world and you use a, a, a software to kind of keep track of the work? Uh, well, I would have to say it's um it's a mix of different techniques uh still most of um, our people are in poland but in different cities okay. uh, but we also have people in a person in canada a person in in italy or actually one person spends two weeks in poland and and then goes for two weeks in italy and goes just back and forth I don't know how he does that, but uh, yeah, it, it, it works. <laughs> it works for him. That's <laughs> uh, and yeah, well, we still do have too many meetings. Uh, I'm saying too many because, you know, um, people are constantly you know, complaining that, you know, I have a meeting after meeting and I don't have time to work. So we are trying to to figure out what the you know the best uh, balance between you know uh having meetings uh of course on on zoom or we 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 use google meet so when i when i talk about meetings i'm i'm, I'm talking about virtual meetings of course um but we are trying to limit it to to uh, to the necessary minimum but as I said, for a lot of people, it is important to, you know, keep in contact with with other people, see their faces, see their emotions, uh, be able to, uh, you know, not only exchange email or Slack uh, messages, but but to actually see who they work with. Uh, we have this uh, ritual of having uh like every Friday at uh, 11 a.m., we have uh, a virtual coffee break uh, for an hour where you know everyone can can join the virtual room and uh, you know just have a have a chat about uh, whatever, yeah, uh, without having to 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 talk about work. 
but uh, yeah, most of the time we use uh, we use Slack for for communication, and we are building. We are in the process of building SOPs for uh, for our processes, uh, documenting the processes that are supposed to to help people uh, work without uh, um, and learn how to how to do certain things, how we do certain things in our company without having to, uh, you know. Yeah, being on too many meetings and learning too many things from from others. Mm. So yeah. we are in the process of, of you know documenting uh, everything, but but still, meetings are uh, you know, the virtual meetings are the large component of uh, our uh, our workday. Makes total sense. I want to ask you a question about your business now. Um, is there something exciting uh, coming down the pike that you want to share with our audience? Uh, any news, anything that's that's exciting? Yeah, well, um, definitely an exciting. Uh, there are a few exciting things that are coming up uh, with our product. One is, uh, of course, the new features, uh, AI-supported features. Uh, we are uh, uh, we are like we we have integrated with OpenAI uh, algorithms and uh, we actually this I guess we are launching it this week. Uh, so we are adding features that will enable our users to automate uh, a lot of work regarding content creation, uh, data analysis, and. Uh, customer support uh, this is uh, and this is a, a a big one for us and hopefully for our <laughs> users as well and uh, yeah we have the, the 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 fourth quarter of this year is is really packed with uh, uh, with new product releases like uh, adding new uh, adding new platform I said that uh, we are a social media management platform but uh, our customers have been asking us for a uh, for a long time now to to keep adding new platforms like uh, Google Play or Apple Store where they could also manage the reviews to their mobile apps so we we have finally uh, made up our minds to to integrate with with those platforms as as well so there are quite a um, big changes coming up to uh, to our product to Napoleon Cat this uh, last quarter of of this year and we uh we are we we are pretty excited about it i hope our our users our customers will be um as excited as we are because uh, we do it all based on the feedback that we we get from from them this is actually our uh priority when we build our roadmap to to analyze their feedback and also to try to quantify it to to see how many people are requesting specific features. That's perfect. That's amazing. So it was a great conversation, Greg, and I'm sure that my listeners will want to know more about you and Napoleon Cat. So where can people find you online? Uh, so first of all, thanks uh, again for having me on your podcast. Uh, it was a real pleasure talking to you. 
uh, more so that you're right now in Europe, as uh, as you yeah. said, uh, so we're in the same uh, time zone. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm always available uh, inside my product. I mean, when you use Napoleon Cat, there is a, a a chat available for our users, and I'm also trying to uh, answer their questions if there are any, and, and help my customer. Um, a customer service team so that's uh, you no know, by using napoleon cat it's the best way to uh, <laughs> to contact me uh, to to get in touch with me if anyone wants to uh, to find me but of course um, linkedin is also a great place for um, for business especially for for business contact but otherwise uh, napoleoncat.com is the place to go Awesome, Greg. It was a great chat again. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. You too. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at B. D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B and I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again and I will talk to you again soon.